I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this camp. And joining me, it's going to be Eric. Tell him your name. I'm Eric. I'm a CR7 creature. So that means you can fight me at level 3. Well, we're going <laughs> to kick you the heck out of this party then. You don't belong. You don't belong. <laughs> this is CR10 to <laughs> above only. <laughs> at this point, the audience is probably like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> Can I come to the party? This is for homebrews only. <laughs> None of this monster manual bullshit. That's right. Uh, we're back. We're back for another D&D podcast. I feel like it's been so long because of like just that era of magic revealing that we had. And we're going to get back into that in a bit. It's, yeah. it's just a constant. So it's tough to get these intermixed. So, you know, it's fun to just have this as a, as a topic that we're going to uh, burst through. Uh, before we begin, though, we're back at the party. What you drinking on this one? I'm drinking a, a beer I got for the name. It's called Reasonably Corrupt. Oh, okay. It's That's a, a good name. It's a black lager. I kind of like that as an answer. Like, how drunk yeah. are you? I'm reasonably corrupt. <laughs> I want to answer like as that. Okay. Yeah, not that I'm drunk. I'm reasonably corrupt. <laughs> Uh, I prepared my drink today. I did not delve into my beer, uh, mm. so I'm back on the whiskey track. Uh, you know, I have perfected this formula of an old fashioned. I really have. This is, and I'll share it to the world now. It is. This is this is cutting edge stuff. So this listen is. Up. This is. This is very important. So the key happens to be the mix because old fashioned is a very simple drink, right? It's the whiskey. It's usually like some sugar and then like cherry. Like nothing else is really involved in in old fashioned at all. So the key that I found is I found this old fashioned cocktail mix from this company called Barsmith. I don't know where I found it initially, but I can't find it anymore. So I have to buy it online. (laughs) So like as with anything in the world nowadays, buy it online. (laughs) Yeah, right. It has the perfect consistency of like, mixing so perfectly with the whiskey like i think it's what makes it and then i i always recommend buying like the regular not like the store brand from like your stop and shop or whatever your grocery store is in your area go like the level above that go to like your liquor store and get like the base level cherries that they provide there oh yeah for cherries yeah yeah for the you- cherries because because i've had the store brand and they were terrible and so artificial Mm-hmm. <laughs> like crazy artificial and then they have like you know the luxury from italy with the spe- and it's like 30 dollars for a can of that stuff right. stay away come on <laughs> you don't need that <laughs> yeah th- then you you like you want to use this i, I love using like the syrup as like a, to replace like simple syrup and drinks yes like, from the instead cherry. of the sugar yep yeah. so that's the good thing about this cocktail mixer is it has the perfect formula of like sugar mixture as well as like i don't even know what it has in it <laughs> I should read probably the label. It's heroin, <laughs> yeah, it's straight crack. <laughs> it's like a... uh, and then for whiskey, I found uh, I think it's pretty available uh, around the uh, the U.S., which is the Rittenhouse Rye, the uh, like twenty dollar bottle of whiskey. Uh, it's like a high rye, they call it. So it's like fifty one percent rye or something. So it's just over, yeah. So it's like got that little spiciness to it, but twenty dollar bottle, and it's like the best thing I found for like, because when you're making cocktails, you use you generally start like dumping a lot of whiskey in there, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's gonna you're gonna go through it quick. So don't use the eighty dollar bottles for your old fashions. Right, it's just not worth it because the the whiskey's not really coming through. Yeah, the taste, much. the taste, the the improve any improvement in the taste of the of the whiskey or the the drink doesn't really come from the improved taste of the whiskey itself right right it, i mean and that's not to say use bad whiskey right, right. these are very specific levels of whiskey to use and yeah. they generally tell you to use rice because they're they have like a spicier quality to them but don't go uh, fireball in there it's yeah oh god no oh god <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Don't use anything crazy. I mean, anything that's not whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know some people would argue that it is. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's whiskey out of the bottle, Brad. I don't know what you're talking about. So that's what I'm on today. I know I've done it before on the podcast, but so what? <laughs> I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy. This is an old-fashioned week uh, because we're talking about combat. Uh, but we should talk about, it's d d week, so we like to go over our story of the week. Should we bring in something from our campaign, or do you want to go over, uh, something fun that's happened? Well, we're going to get into stories later. Maybe our story of the week should always be our campaign. I don't know. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, there was, there was one, since we're talking about combat. Okay, so yeah, we'll go for no, the we'll, different story. Well, I was going to say, there is, the, like, the, you kind of came in on the tail end of this past, uh, Swifty and the Sunshine Boys. Swifty and the Sunshine Boys. That, that, that's already dead, unfortunately. I, I, didn't I change the name? Uh, yeah, but that's what you do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> your, your character does it. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we there was like kind of like a mini boss fight with the with the party. And Wish I could have been there. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> and essentially, without uh, without bogging down the details, the uh, the the gist of what happened was one of the player characters was dominated, so he was basically controlled, and he was one of the spellcasters. So mm-hmm. it's you could you could start messing people up if, <laughs> if you, one of the spellcasters is turned against the party, um, especially with all spell slots open, right? I mean, yeah, this this was yeah this this was near the like mid to end part of the fight, so there was he def, he definitely had like a fourth level spell slot open at least. Yeah. Um, maybe even a fifth. Uh, I'm not too sure. And uh, so the 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 player character was dominated, and the next person up was like our friend Ryan's turn. So he had to cast like hold person on the dominated spellcaster because <laughs> this guy's just getting every spell out. Yeah. So he was <laughs> he was paralyzed, so he wasn't able to uh, help out, and also didn't really require him the 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 dominated player character take any damage or anything so it was was a pretty nice solution um however the the monster that they were fighting was like pretty intelligent so we saw what happened and he attacked the player who was casted the whole person try to break concentration anyway i crit on him i (laughs) end up dealing like 44 damage or something like that so he had to the DC on the concentration check was twenty two because it's half of the uh, half of the damage he took, <laughs> which just sounds unreasonable, right? Like already you're like never gonna pass. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's pretty difficult to pass uh, even even at these uh, levels, which is I think everyone was at level nine. So he rolls, he rolls like a four, not not <laughs> pass. And I was as the DM, I'm like dice, <laughs> like five. He's like I have DM inspiration. So in in my campaign, I just say it's just re-roll another. Uh, you just basically have advantage on the roll, just because yeah. it's easier that way. We've talked about that roll before, and it's definitely a pretty popular one. I think is uh, inspiration as far as DM sense. This isn't counting the bards, right? Is that uh, it, you just re-roll? You get a free re-roll anytime. Exactly. Only so once. Def- only one use. Only one use. Um, yeah. So he uses DM inspiration, and he was. Uh, he was like four or five short, but he also had a bardic inspiration from the person who was uh, Jaegering your character. <laughs> Whoever so then he controlled had, me. Yeah, and then he rolled this bardic inspiration and rolled the exact number he needed to succeed <laughs> to get to a 22. That's, so that was just like the most epic moment. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, oh, just no. like whoa! Yeah, <laughs> Everyone's it, going it, nuts. It was one of those moments that are just like, all right, what do you need... <laughs> But you have inspiration. Okay, I'm gonna roll it then. Oh my gosh, you're so close! Like, but wait, I have bark inspiration too. Can I use yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right, I need to roll a four on this D8 or higher. And, and that definitely just... seemed like it was the pivotal moment of the fight. Where if if that went south, uh, a lot of things would have started tumbling souther and souther as as the spellcaster gets his turn and starts hitting people and blowing people up. And right, could have yeah, gone, he... could have gone really poorly from there. Yeah, he can still, like, imagine, you know, there was, like, it was a six-person party, and everybody in the party is, like, at half health or less. So it's a pretty pretty good even fight. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, one of your main, like, damage dealers is now turned against you. So now it's uh, 5v2 instead of 6v1. 
right. and then they were like, okay, I'll just get a cast polymorph on on the main DPS. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> now it's uh five three. It's like, oh no, wait, we only have like thirty points of uh thirty health each. What? Right, right. So we got to talk to everybody now. This episode is going to be about how did you balance that fight? Because one of the hardest things to do as a starter DM is, oh, I have this party and we're going to have a fight. And you have no idea (laughs) how strong to make these things. And D&D suggestions are there and and relatively easy to follow. Mm -hmm. But they, they don't make... Too much sense in context. So I think we should start with what their rating is, right? With, with their system. Yes. Yeah, so they have a, this system called challenge rating. And essentially the challenge rating is a number between uh, 0 and 30. And the challenge rating of a monster, let's say it's challenge rating 4. That means that they suggest a party of 4 people be level 4 when they take on this monster by itself. Okay. I was going to say, like, I'm hoping that they place these levels as, like, a fourth yeah. power is equal to your level. <laughs> and, I, and I guess the, the party of four is what they're balancing all of this on, right? Right. Now, and as you add, what, a single person, you'd expect to go up probably, what, a half level or, or a full level? See, if you've added a fifth member. Yeah, that's where it gets yeah, it a gets little icy, confusing. right? There's no yeah. perfect rhythm or anything. <laughs> yeah, because I, in my opinion, challenge rating is like kind of undershoots it a little bit. So, like, okay, they're part, pretty weak. Yeah, they're they're pretty weak, and because there's some some monsters that have a challenge rating of like three or four that have like uh like fifty hit points, and just like. What like like these? There are some these, characters that can do all of that in a round, in like one round or two rounds. Like yeah. this monster, <laughs> if he rolls last, he's gonna go once, and he can do like <laughs> like two d six plus four damage or something. Right. So like, essentially, he's maybe a multi attack. Yeah, but yeah, it's like ah, this is just gonna be super easy. I know they have other abilities and stuff too, but uh, also maybe I'm just terrible at playing. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but generally, <laughs> I that's think good. one of the hardest things to balance has got to be the health pools. Just, just as a, even as like mainly a player character now. I mean, so in combat, player characters never know kind of what health that a certain char- uh, creature that you're attacking is at. Right. So sometimes during fights, it can feel like, wow, this thing never dies, or <laughs> like, mm-hmm. man, that thing went down super, super fast. It's just an odd balance, and I think. It's generally better. You don't want combats to last too long, but you definitely want a monster to receive a couple hits. <laughs> yeah, and, and most combat, I think people will be surprised at how few rounds it takes for a combat mm-hmm. that lasts like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably you're probably talking like only four or five rounds. Yeah, yeah, that uh, sounds right. Well, especially with the we're we're talking about a party of six that we're used to at this point, mm-hmm. and for sure a round takes a minimum of thirty minutes. Yes, straight yeah. up <laughs> minimum. No you can d- much... have your turn and walk away. And yeah, thirty minutes later, you probably miss nothing. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and even if you like know what you want to do, something happened because you're just thinking like, oh well, I'm just going to cast fireball because this. There's a big clump of enemies right there, and then right. all of a sudden they the barbarian runs of... up and starts attacking, <laughs> and then they the rest of the enemies flee. You're just like, ah, well, that's that's definitely always like the goal. In the sp- you never know how many things you want to contain, and like, oh, they're all together right now, but you never go before like they end up scattering anyway. Right. <laughs> Which makes sense in like a combat sense, right? You're never going to be able to catch everyone perfectly in a little ball. Exactly. Generally, I aim for two to three is like gold. If I hit three people with a spell, I'm like, cast it. Go, look oh, yeah. ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like immediate. Three is the golden number. That's what I look for. But if I, I'll settle for two almost always. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you kind of hit on something where the like average damage per round is kind of one of those metrics. I kind of yeah. keep in the back of my head. It's not like a hard number where I was like, oh, now it's this now the damage per round since they leveled up went from 22.5 to 24.6 it's not like that exact right. but 
yeah, you do want people to, uh, you, uh, I guess I'll put it this way. You never want it to be decided by like a single crit or something. Either way, <laughs> right. you don't want your creature to be so powerful against one of the enemies to be like, oh man, I crit and I rolled really well. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead now. You're yeah, immediately for, dead. Which is, that, and that's what I was talking about a couple episodes ago in D&D. In general, D&D seems like a very spiky game. <laughs> yeah. I'm either hit or I'm not. And that is, those are the two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I get hit, I'm immediately almost down to zero. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I've heard a couple, um, you know, different discussions in D&D talking about how like, Healing in general seems rather useless, almost. I, I get what they're set, like what they're going for by saying that. You know, like I've seen enough combats to now like acknowledge that for the most part, there's a bunch of characters at full health, and then one guy's nearly dead. <laughs> it's like yeah. generally how a combat's going. Yeah, I see what you mean, and the the um, it, I think it it definitely depends on. And that's also to say that a lot of the healing spells, so I know for sure from personal experience as a bard, which is a class that has healing capabilities. Now, obviously cleric is like the class you want healing, but you know, not every party is going to have a cleric. You can't guarantee that. And you shouldn't have to, no one should be forced to like, you need a cleric. Right. And they don't force it. But me as a bard with my healing spells, I feel like I barely screw. Like I'm not, at this point, even healing enough as like if a goblin came in a swipe at someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that level of like, I kind of can barely heal. I can like, my heals are best used for when you are already on the ground Right, dying. and then it's like healing word. Okay, you're back <laughs> yeah, up. Let's and go. I'll get you back up. But besides that, there's no use for me trying to like really pump something into you unless you yeah. need it. Once you get to those mid to high levels, uh, you well you start it drops off. You start thinking about healing as terms of how many attacks. Like, oh, I can, yeah, I right, can heal right, for right. one attack. It and falls then, faster, right? It scales. Right. It scales a lot worse than the damage you can deal. It does, and yeah, and that and that's when the big that's when being a cleric definitely helps out because then you get like mass cure wounds or heal, which is just like you gain seventy hit points. That's that, one that one sounds like it's like okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, how much did that creature do? Oh man, over five attacks in the single round, it did like oh, 38 points of damage. Don't worry, I'll heal you. How much is that? <laughs> 12. Ah. <laughs> it felt like uh, I should have I should have tried to charm it or something. Right. <laughs> do you want to go through all of our points first and then I think what would be great for like a DM is to just go through a couple examples of like, let's talk about a party that's at level one. One is a tough level to have combat. One is the hardest level. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about like, I want to take a party through level one, then we'll go through a, like a level three fight. And then, and then maybe mm-hmm. let's like ramp it up to like where we are at now, which is like around the level 10 mark, right? Like we're yeah. halfway to max, like which is a pretty typical standard powerful but not <laughs> level <Yeah>. yet <laughs> this is where you guys are at i it's like the total sweet spot i think because you guys are yeah i agree all our combats fun. now feel very fun right we all have enough abilities that there's something different i can do on every time i'm up mm-hmm. early levels you like <sighs> combat shouldn't take that long because you have three choices but maybe it's a new party and they're not used to it yet they don't understand it yet they have to get you're used right. to the rhythm and everything. Uh, but it definitely I'm having more fun on my bar than I've ever had in this game because I every turn I'm like, I can do this or this or this or this. Or this. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, have a exactly. lot of options. <laughs> and the monsters are at are kind of doing this it's a very similar thing where they're like, yeah, they're they a little more flavorful, right? They're not yeah. just gonna come up and swipe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that I can go uh, go into a little bit later about sure. those monsters. But yeah, level one is super hard. Yeah, one let's because... go into the level one fight. Because so it, it sounds like level one should be the simplest, right? That, right, it, yeah. It sounds it's like, okay, how... it's just people bashing each other with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, the biggest issue with level one characters in fighting that I found is that 
the variance of the dice, each individual dice roll matters so much. Because, <laughs> because the lowest dice roll is like, what, a six, right? It, like, power-wise? Yeah, so it, like a goblin might have like a D4 plus one to for him. Okay, right, in standard, yeah, okay. So, but, man, if <laughs> I roll... The difference between one and four is... It's like, so big on the wizard who has seven hit percent right? Percentage-wise. Yeah. 400% difference? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and, like, th- there are instances where it's like, okay, the goblin shoots you with his uh, crossbow wizard. Okay, I roll, I hit you. Ooh, it's a crit. You're down. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen, right? I mean, it's yeah. almost guaranteed. When uh, that's just not going to happen, even at level like three or four, because, you know, I, maybe you'll have a health potion or something. But yeah, it's it's the every dice roll. You're like, <laughs> I got so, two damage like oh, that's a quarter of my health. <laughs> this is definitely where I I have had the most experience, uh, funnily enough, as a DM, because during my what I would call at this point a one shot campaign. We only did like two episodes worth, which I had him at level one and level two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the level one, someone ended up dying. And like, I had no insurance against it because, you know, they're all level one. I know they weren't going to have much. Uh, I was dealing with a party of like eight people, which also made it crazy difficult because if you're thinking about a party of eight people, you can't just have one thing there. It's not going to be engaging for a party of eight people. So you need to just have minions popping up, even if they're one health point minions. Just something for people to get engaged in and and swipe at them and take hits and do stuff and engage with, right? Right. And it just so happened that, like, one guy, over the course of this long combat, took, like, three hits. Like, like, you know, like, nothing, nothing outrageous. I didn't crit him. Just like over the course of combat, he was the one standing in front of the boss and he took three hits and yeah. went down and never came back <laughs> up. Because And I didn't even attack him after that, right? right? But he just failed three in a row. Like before anyone could even get to him to resuscitate him or, you, you know, no one has spells yet. So it's not so easy at level one to just pop your companions back up exactly <laughs> especially from afar <laughs> so he died <laughs> yeah and and uh what you what you bring up about just not having one person i think is a good point uh because even at low levels when like you said like everyone only has like one or two things they can do um yeah. that was one of the mistakes that i made in the beginning of our campaign i think was there would be like one uh, one monster, particularly in the uh, in the like haunted house, yeah, one okay. monster, and at that point we only had one like melee character, <laughs> and it would be like, and I, in my head I was like, well, this guy, this monster isn't too smart. This is like his domain. He's just so gonna go after that one he, guy, right? Like, <laughs> the guy standing right there. I'm yeah, just gonna hit him. Yeah, absolutely. And the bar- the barbarian was just kind of tanking everything, and then everyone else was just like formed an arc. It was like, all right, I shoot it. Yeah, we all like we all like took a perimeter around the room and we're just slinging crap at this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I had some other things going on to make it a, at least a like appear like it was a little more interesting. But yeah, at you the heart of the rising combat, or whatever yeah. to like, which is why we kind of engage the perimeter it's it's why exactly. we moved away but and then as the water is rising the mechanical implications of that was this creature could swim around faster but it okay. didn't end up mattering because it's like well it's just gonna go after this guy yeah um, and it did <laughs> and it did and then but you guys but see kind of a uh, point of order there was i think there was five of you at that time um and that was like a cr like four monster Okay, that that boss was a, and so this is a boss a at, boss. at and we were we're all level one at that point. I think, I think I level think two. Level, we were level two. Okay, I th- you might be right. Yeah, so we were level two fighting a boss, a single monster, and it was level four. Yeah, I believe. It was Even though there four. was what five or six of us. There yeah, there's. I think there was probably was six of six us then. Yeah, yeah there's probably, probably six, six of us then. then, and then and then one dropped right before. Like mm-hmm. no, they dropped before we got to the haunted house. So maybe we had five. Yeah, it was, yeah. Either way, it kind of okay. goes to show how you can you. The, yeah, the and we'll be honest. That uh, besides the one melee character taking all, literally all the hits, the rest of us didn't take a single point. Of I don't damage. think a single hit. And like, and that fight felt 
relatively super easy and <laughs> didn't take that many rounds. I would I would say I maybe got to go three times tops. Yeah, it was probably only a, a few three rounds. rounds. But yeah, and that's that's something that you got to do as a DM. If there was a fight that you're just like, mm, that didn't really hit this the way that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Especially what... for the boss fight, right? Like that should have been like, man, one guy's on the floor dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. Hoping. you're hoping. Yeah, it's tough to. It, it feels bad to kill people, right? You you just did, and it felt yeah, bad. You don't want bad. to do that in a campaign, it's especially that early. <laughs> And, and, but, and this is what we're talking about, though. With the early fights, it's more likely to happen. Especially when your creatures are dumber. They're going after the same things. Right. And each hit matters so much more. And all the ACs are crazy low. Yeah. So most things are hitting. <laughs> yeah, it's basically all... it. There's less you can control. Because mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. you know, with your homebrew boss at level 10... It's crazy. It has all these abilities. It's totally feasible that that creature has 500 hit points. But like a goblin having like 15 hit points or 30 hit points is just like, why aren't we killing this thing yet? <laughs> so you can't really, if they're just wiping the floor with these goblins, like you can't really just be like, nope, that one didn't kill him. Right. <laughs> because it's kind of like, mm. here's an interesting it. thing to consider at level one. Because I'm trying to draw parallels between my fight that I had and your fight. Now, my fight, I ended up killing a guy. In your fight, it felt little, like way too easy. Mm-hmm. Here was one of the things I added to my boss that you didn't have that I think maybe changes that would have helped your boss fight, in other words. Right. My boss had the teleportation ability, like, innate with his, even though it's level one. And it, it's not like teleportation is, like, super OP. And I wasn't trying to be OP with it. I was just trying to move around so that different people had looks at him at different points. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, he would I appear... Mean. I wouldn't just, like, teleport him in front of a guy, obliterate him, and teleport out, right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, I, and just for clarification, you're not talking about, like, literal, the spell teleport that can No, appear. You're no, just no. talking about, like, a... Like a a misty step kind of thing. Exactly. Right? He just like phase shifted 15 feet like at will and would just do that so that he wasn't always engaged with that single martial character the whole time. Right. And and that, and that was a plight of your character who was liter- a literal blob. It was, yeah, a literal flesh blob. <laughs> like, what's he going to do? And he's just slow <laughs> as fuck. And you're just like, My, what? Mine was like a skeletal lord, like a, a, right. a death lord. So, you know, it, it made sense for him to, like, phase shift. He was like a ghost skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but that... That's that's something that I've definitely learned how to do, which is uh, we can kind of go into our topic about like if you need to like what are some things you could do to either make them more challenging and then we can talk about maybe like dumbing down some creatures too. Sure. That. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. So I have uh, I have a couple things that uh, you can we do. We already to- mentioned the top one, right? right <laughs> like yeah. And at minions. At minions. <laughs> And again, they can be just essentially there to attack, like the spellcasters. Um, yeah, and which, I, or even range characters, right? Because then they get characters. disadvantage, which is big. Exactly, and they're they're basically there also to kind of like complement the monster a little bit. So if like the 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 main boss guy is like this spellcaster, it's probably it will be a little more interesting if your minions are like sword wielding skeletons or something like that. Right. Um, and then if you are kind of also on the edge and like, oh, well, I feel like maybe your maybe your party just leveled up or just got some new items or something. You're like, uh, maybe I could see that the party with some lucky rolls just kind of like killing this <laughs> this creature and all the minions in like two rounds. Try to find that give them some other advantage. And the most popular one I think is like give them a surprise round. So they just get a free round of combat and also mm-hmm. just makes it you know, more interesting, like your party's just walking along and all of a sudden you're a combat. Right. Uh, do things like what you said with the teleport ability, just take abilities from other creatures. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't feel so, like, even though it's a werewolf, can't, maybe he does something cool. I, I, yeah. Not for, and this isn't for, this is probably more in the boss realm, right? Bosses, feel free to, like, make things engaging. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially for I'd say bosses. in general, don't just make every bat, like, 
it's a bat, but it shoots lightnings for yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a regular one boy bat. Lightning, lightning bolt out of the bat. <laughs> you take 78 points of fire damage as he breathes fire on the <laughs> I want to do that. These are all dragon bats. Dragon bats. <laughs> Tied to a bat. <laughs> Weapon of a full moon dragon. Hey, you could do that, but you know what? That sounds awesome. Go yeah. ahead and have a dragon bat fight. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> But just <laughs> raid destruction down on high. Uh, I, th- I think generally when we're talking about D and D fights, when you want to make them super engaging and like and and balance them, then we're talking about the the core encounters. We're talking about those boss fights, right? We're talking about the ones that are pivotal in in the in the story arc and and whatever. Mm-hmm. Not just any random fight. Um, which there's a lot of them, and make those engaging too, but right. dumb those down a bit. <laughs> yeah, try yeah, and get and, through those. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like if basically if the if the fight is uh, like a a narrative point of the story, like your like the reason they're going out to go uh, kill this bandit chieftain that's hiding out in a cave. That's like right. the thing. It's the object or some sort of obstacle that your uh, that your characters have to solve in order to reach their yeah. goal, then those could be, those are like very good opportunities to make the fight a little more interesting because there's also a little more weight behind um, the actual combat and trying to succeed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if I lose this combat, then I'm not going to get my reward or I don't have entry into the evil fortress or something. Yeah. And then your last point is a good one, and it's a solid one, and but it's hard to balance because you don't want to go too far. But that it's just to add HP, right? It's just, it's just yeah, this is the most common uh, thing I think. Be- beef them up, man. Beef them up. <laughs> yeah, like the the fight that we just had, the boss had something ridiculous, like all told, like four hundred seventy five hit points, just like Holy God. an insane amount. Actually, that sounds kind of fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up being fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking of like, there's certain characters in our party that like commonly do 40 damage a pip. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Just straight up, every time they go, expect a 40 to pop out. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll hit twice with Great Weapon Master. Oh, like with a barbarian, <laughs> and I'm raging. Like. Oh, it's plus twenty six on my damage rolls. Like the base amount is like thirty damage, and it only goes up from there. Right, and then I'm sitting there like I could throw out like ten damage. So not to brag, yeah. Watch out, okay? Is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, and and there's like large amounts of spike damage. So someone can do sneak attack or divine smite or what's a fireball do? Right, a fireball commonly does thirty, right? Yeah, like thirty. I think saved. Yeah, the average is twenty eight points. Twenty eight. Yep. Twenty eight. Right there. Yeah, that could easily do thirty five points of damage. The fireball. There you go. Yep. So these are the kinds of things. So yeah, so four seventy five. I'm like, yeah, that. You're in a boss fight. Things are gonna go long, and you want everyone in a boss fight to have. How many rounds do you want that to? I say it's like minimum five. You you probably need more than that. You need like six. Yeah, this. Yeah, with boss fights, you kind of know that you're in for the long run. So when yeah. you, if I, I always like to keep an eye on the clock, to like the actual in like real world clock. Yeah, <laughs> because like. With- I just feel like here here's the big here's the big thing about those boss fights. I want them to be long enough that spellcasters use up all their slots, right? Yeah, That's exactly. like the goal. You want them to like peter out at the end of the fight and make them feel hurt for using their class because exactly. they're so powerful up front. Yeah, they're so powerful. Exactly. They're so powerful up front. <laughs> and once but once they're out of spell slots, they're just like I, the, the fear comes in your run. brain. Yeah. It's like, I'm so weak. If this thing hits me, I'm going to die. Yeah, and you like, need oh, that no. feeling. That's yeah. important. And then, then you start looking at your papers like, maybe I should hold on to this dimension door in case I need to escape. That's, <laughs> like, what, like, I, I, that's to me is like the, the power level that you need to get to in your boss fights is, is you need to put the fear in your spellcasters. Right. Your marshals are just in there swinging. They don't, they don't care game. what's happening. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in there. They're there to tank damage, do damage, 
and get healed, kind of. But your spellcasters, <laughs> they're they're playing a lot more of the. And they could be creative. We're not saying that they're they're just yeah, dumb yeah, exactly. guys in the mist things. They can do yeah. this cool stuff if they want. Oh yeah, and they're honestly like the they're probably doing the most damage. I think. Oh, they are. They are the DPS is probably yeah. Besides that one fireball that ended up hitting ten things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, that actually, like four hundred damage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're the ones who get to roll the dice and have their fun that way. Yeah. Uh, and the spellcasters, they're the ones saying like, oh, I have to maintain concentration in this hypnotic pattern because it's incapacitating like these three creatures. Right. They're the- just a little more strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, they are squishy as all get out. <laughs> I know I purposely built my character to like not get hit because if I do, I'm down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Now you hit me. Okay, I'm I'm down. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't have much help. It was kind of funny with that fight because normally I don't see you got your guys' hit points. I can kind of <laughs> yeah. ask occasionally. You like revealed mine, but uh, I, yeah, I think that, I have the least amount of the whole party for sure. I think you do. Uh, I definitely. Yeah, do. because both the other spellcasters they strangely have very high constitution. They, yeah, they like built up their cons. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'm the only one that was like, ah, nah. Yeah, you're like, ah, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, but yeah, I hit y'all with a cone of coal to start off the fight. And I think Ooh. you, and it was just like. Can't really oh. avoid that, right? Yeah, that's like it, tough yeah, to avoid. You yeah, don't avoid it at all, right? It's like a fireball effect? Yeah, it's like a fireball effect. Yeah, it's a yeah. constitution save. So a lot of people succeeded, but I don't think your character did and took like 40 damage. Holy right crap. Yeah, so that that's nearly my health. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was probably already dead. Probably like, all right, I gotta get out. <laughs> um, and also to kind of peel back the 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 layer of like quote unquote realism a little bit, don't be afraid to change the hit points kind of mid fight. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. If 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 some guy hit it for like sixty five, yeah, be like be like mm. if it's a if it's a smaller minion, yeah, sure, you cut his head off. Go ahead, yeah, kill yeah. him whatever you want. You've like annihilated that thing. Yeah, but if, <laughs> if there was like two crits and one person crit on their sneak attack, and all of a sudden you're looking down, like I had this guy at two hundred HP, but they did a hundred twenty seven <laughs> in like three attacks. I'm just like. Maybe I don't know what it is. Bump that up, yeah. I'm gonna bump that up. Um, that's what I was saying. 475 sounded like super fine to me. That that's yeah. like a regular I, number for five people. Yeah, and there was the NPC who was like a, a like and an NPC, so which okay, <laughs> we like totally glossed over that whole aspect of this when we talk party size. A, at least in our campaign, and I don't know if this happens in most campaigns, but it probably happens in a lot of pre-made campaigns. There's a lot of NPCs that end up tagging on with your group, which means the DM has control over this guy in the party that's just that's just sitting there doing damage still, which adds numbers to your party, adds a whole lot more damage. It right. makes the whole calculation is a whole lot more complicated <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> then you forget about him i'm just like oh shoot i forgot this guy is here yeah like, why, has, why has a white throw away and i'm like uh that's because and, he's last yeah, exactly and, and and the weirdest thing is some of these npcs are some of the most powerful characters of the party that we've seen you know we we had this one guy that had a gun a literal gun. We're all sitting around with bows yeah. and arrows and stuff. This guy had a gun, so of course he was powerful. Then we like sit, sat around with a healer for a while. I'm sitting there healing for like five, ten, uh, and then she's just like 20, 20, 20, like everyone. Hey, by the way, you all crit on all your rolls. And we're yeah, all yeah. like, what is going yeah, it was like, on? Like, all right, everyone who's within sixty feet or thirty feet of me, they can move out of the range. But now you just automatically max out in healing. How much do you want? I got it you. Was <laughs> Thirty-five health. Just like having that character there and you're like not expecting to have that type of power all of a sudden. And you shouldn't get used to that because we ended up losing all our NPCs, which is kind of a joke of our campaign as well. All of our NPCs end up dying. They're like the red shirts of our campaign. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't travel with us. (laughs) Look, they should, well, they shouldn't be uh, controlled by a DM who gets stressed <laughs> over, over having a large party anyway. It's, it's made things rather fun though. It's good to have those NPCs come and go because it, it adds different dynamics and everything. Right. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's fun for me as a DM. He's also 
another another kind of bonus point of having a D, uh, NPC in a party. This is the bonus is DM recommendations for because honestly, our whole campaign he's had someone in the party, right. <laughs> and now I don't think I now it's more it's it's for different reasons when I started out actually. So when okay. I started out, one having the cleric as the NPC was helpful because that way, like I as a DM controlling an NPC fighting monsters that I created. It was just easier for me to be like, I'll heal you. Like, all right, I don't have to worry about like I feel safe about this fight to make them really strong and beat you yeah. down because I'll just end up healing you. I'll anyway. just end up healing you. <laughs> um, and it was kind of an in-game way for me to exert DM like influence. <laughs> They're saying like, oh, I don't know. Like, hey, do you remember what this person said? Like, in character. And you'd be like, oh yeah, this is what they said about this thing. But <laughs> But I'm like, I think they're thinking of the wrong person, but I don't want to just say, like, interject, be like, no, you're wrong. Luckily, we have, like, one person in our party who takes actual notes. Oh, yeah. He's, he's... <laughs> so, like, well, you know what's funny is, like, I, when we started, I did not expect this to, t- like, go over a year of playing yep. this specific campaign, right? You don't. Me neither. Okay, we're starting up a new campaign. I don't go immediately like, oh, this is going to take two years. I'll take like yeah, meticulous yeah. notes. So I remember what I said a year ago. <laughs> so, like, it's a good thing we have one person in the party that actually did that. So yeah. a little tip for you out there. Take notes. Maybe yeah. your, your campaign Please keeps going. It's uh, notes. It's, it's really helpful. <laughs> Maybe that'll be another episode as we can just say like, tips of being like a good... Efficient you know what we'll do? We'll get the guy who takes notes to come on as a guest oh, host. Oh, yeah, as like uh, note-taking tips. Yeah, exactly. We'll bring him on and and quiz him on, on how... Because he apparently he does it for his other campaigns, too. And I'm like, I'm a noob on that. I haven't taken a single note. I don't plan to. It's actually really funny because I built it into my character now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have a tendency to know no one's name i don't care what your name is i generally just call them by their race plus man which yeah I, which i love <laughs> it's hilarious it is so much fun <laughs> it's just my character's thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, let's go into your tips for building yes. combats we probably went over at least half of these already yeah maybe not maybe not i'm looking at them maybe we've not. gone over the first one so these are <clears throat> Eric's <laughs> tips to build combat encounters in D and D Five Edition. Congratulations! <laughs> You've won. So we, yeah, we talked about my first one, which is kind of like really thinking about why you're having this encounter, and I, I yeah. think there's a couple, couple reasons why you have an encounter. There, there's a lot more than this, but I think there's two kind of main ones. One is that it's either it's like part of the quest that you're accomplishing. Either it's the yeah, end yeah, they part. have to hunt something down. You have or, to hunt something down. Yeah. You have to go investigate this uh, this cave that's weird sounds have been coming out of. It's like okay, obviously yeah. that's a creature. It's not just oh, what's the wind? All right, <laughs> <You're out of laughs> here. we're good. We're good. Uh, and the other reason is kind of more of the gaming part of it where. If there's been a lot of role play recently in in sessions where we've had sessions where it was literally two and a half hours of just role play and no combat. <laughs> so you're like itching. <laughs> yeah. As a DM, I'm like, I want to fight some people. <laughs> and I know some players, they just and really, you really get to decide it. that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of as an offshoot of this reason, like, I, I always kind of like right after characters level up or get a new item or something they're like oh, i'm just gonna give them a little <laughs> a little encounter just to just that's so a really important one to, to to mention that that we've glossed over during this podcast but never explicitly stated is that you want for sure a combat to happen every level of a player's oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the way up the leveling sheet mm-hmm. you need combats to happen because it'll be different uh, you know different experience over every single level and uh, and the another reason why I bring this up is if the combat is something that is like the end point of the narrative or as a, an obstacle in their path to completing their narrative goal, then that should be, I feel like, a little heavier as far as like threat. 
life-threatening to to the player characters but if you're cared if you're just like rolling on a random encounter table like even if they're at full health full like they have all their spell slots left don't really feel uh pressure to make that combat life-threatening like Mm. because also like it is a game that everyone wants to have fun in, and it kind of sucks if you're just like all right we need to go over that mountain it's like oh some bandits uh assail you on the road oh half your party's dead now yeah you ran the bandits you're just like that is like it's part of the game talking about a lot more of the exciting part is talking about the boss fights and like destroying people but making it fair I, i we haven't glossed over all the fights that you initiate in between but i would recommend making those easy right you want to make your characters feel strong exactly you want to make them feel like they're doing like they're adventurers right? you know yeah yeah Not they're so that, like they're gods but you know come on yeah. these are like friggin heroes these are clerics and bards and really powerful guys with spells yeah and, and, and i that's kind of a good segue into uh an, another point which is make sure you reward your players for like cool interesting strategies that might not be entirely combat or their ability focused. definitely something i'd like to see more in those quote-unquote more boring fights right is more creativity in that combat don't right. just go in there hacking and slashing maybe like oh we snuck up on these bandits we poisoned their food and right. they all like die. like something really cool that doesn't typically happen do something more creative yeah, and, and let engagements. your let your players do that because I think there is this temptation. Like yes. you spend all week prepping for a session or two weeks prepping for your session, and maybe there's like you're really you've you really dug into this bandit chieftain. They have a whole backstory motivations, and he's gonna go on this tirade about how like unfair the townspeople have been, they kicked him out or whatever, and then they wanna just poison his food before he wakes up, and you're just like Oh well, now I can't do what I want to do as a DM because you're gonna kill him. Yeah, yeah, but, but you probably Let didn't think of it, that. maybe. And yeah, and you're yeah. like, well, I did say that there's food. In there's food Damn, there. Like, yeah. they got they they got exactly. Me. Like you, you you have to. It's it's very easy to get into that like DM versus players mentality, but <laughs> you just have to be like, yeah, that works because there's no reason why uh, it doesn't. One example from our campaign was during the like the uh, the monster yeti fight that mm, yeah uh, that was a great fight too that was one of my favorites that was one of your favorites awesome that's good oh i love the monster yeti yeah he was great i planned a whole bunch of different like traps for him none of them ended up having come into fruition right but right yeah i did plan a bunch of traps because i you know it was so obvious we were getting to a fight like we all yeah, knew it yeah, it was exactly. so obvious that like your characters even knew like okay Sorry, yeah, they were seated right in the dungeon. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah. obvious what was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I prepped a whole bunch. I like. I remember like there was a bunch of icicles in the room, and I wanted to like rig them to to try and stab things. Yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that never ended up coming into fruition, but I set a lot of traps, which was interesting for me. And one of the things that uh, didn't didn't or wasn't a part of my preparation was I had a layer action where every, at, at initiative 20, sometimes you can have uh, certain abilities that happen based on the environment. And they had some zombies or skeletons come back to life and, and attack some of the party members. Yeah. Uh, talking about those minions. And everyone I, was frozen in their room. That's right. Yeah. There's exactly. a bunch of frozen people. And I was just describing it for flavor that this gem had this purple gem implanted in his skull was started glowing and there was this pulse and then that was breaking the ice on these frozen over skeletons <laughs> that was reanimating them. and we immediately attacked it <laughs> yeah and you're like oh can i go can i attack that gem specifically i was like oh yeah i guess <laughs> i was like right. because that was just gonna be that was just gonna happen like kind of added some inevitability to it uh to the fight because he was just going to keep spawning skeletons, keep spawning skeletons, keep spawning right. skeletons. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it looks like that was the source. It did. You made it obvious that that was something that was doing something. And we went, let's get that thing. Yeah. But in my head, that wasn't what was causing it. It was just pure narrative. But the way it was okay. described, you guys had like, that's causing it. And I, and in my head, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to let him do it. And ah, then you broke the gem. And then I was like, all right, that stops the zombies from spawning now. No, cool. Okay. So you, you changed the fight. 
based around this thing that you described and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like, that's pretty cool. Like, and you, <clears throat> and I, I made it like perfectly clear that it's like, okay, it's going to be harder to hit and you're not hitting the yes, actual zombie. Yeah, you gave us disadvantage on it. Like, Hey, you're targeting this guy's eyeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not, but then once you did, I was like, yeah, all right. Now the, at initiative count 20, there's no pulse of necrotic energy re- reanimating these skeletons anymore. That was, was like, big. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was big. Still a fun fight though. He did a lot That's of stuff. A good fight. No, actually, okay. So why I loved that. Now I'm rem- I'm like flashing back to that fight. I sat in a bubble that whole fight. Yep. <laughs> I sat in a straight up bubble that whole fight, and then he ended up like freezing my bubble, and I just spent the whole fight chiseling the bubble. <laughs> like, Outside the bubble, and you were just yelling at them, and they were yelling at you. And it was just. Crazy. And then I got people like come into my bubble, and I would heal them in my bubble, and then they'd run back out. <laughs> exactly. That was so. We mentioned that we knew a fight was coming. I cast a spell that literally takes ten minutes to cast. So that's how much we knew a, a counter was coming. Like right. he didn't. You know, we knew an encounter was coming, so I literally put up a bubble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put up a bubble of protection, <laughs> just like it was a Leibniz tiny hut. You just put had up there, to stay there. in there. Now we're good. That's hilarious. That was a funny fight. That was a unique fight because it was the only fight I stayed in a bubble the whole fight. And that brings <laughs> me to another point. Think about how the party succeeded last time. And try to make sure that... Don't do that every do time. Same. Yeah, because it's more interesting when you can't do the same trick twice. Or you can yeah. think about like, ooh, maybe maybe I can do this, but there might be some reason why it doesn't work. Like in the uh, Babala Saga fight, I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe you'll tr- maybe you'll try to do that again, but you didn't do it because <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a spell cast. No, we were engaged with her character, right? And, and then oh, the fight that, Yeah, began. that's the other part. Yeah. So the only reason I was able to do that specific strategy is because we walked in a room, went, there's the boss. No one touch him. He hasn't awoken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast this bubble. It's a very hard strategy to actually, actually replicate. Off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it clearly only worked that once. Yeah, but it was it was something that I didn't anticipate. And as soon as you did, I was like, mm, I should have anticipated this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's... It's it's not that this will never come up again, but maybe if it was something like, oh, if you're care- like you talk about the icicle thing, like oh maybe they're trying to uh, punch a hole in the ceiling to make rocks fall or something. Mm-hmm. Well, may- maybe the next fight in the cave happens in a like uh, icy place where there's no possibility for that to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. keep, there's keep no icicles. There's no icicles. <laughs> icicles falling. You stated there was icicles. So I we stated there was icicles up. specifically for that possibility. I was like, because <laughs> they were big. They, they were, were big, big icicles. icicles. <laughs> I said it multiple did. times. These were huge icicles. You did. You made note of how big them icicles were. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Um, another thing to keep in mind for is how many encounters are you going to have for the day? This this kind of plays into what we were talking about before about not making every single encounter life threatening. Yeah. Um, But it also plays into keeping in mind how many, you know, spells spell casters have casted, right? You want, you want them to feel some fear and it's actually really nice to have those fights where the spell casters have used up all of their spells. And we're just talking about like, no, a couple bats are attacking you guys, but they're like, Gonna tear you a shred if you don't just have a fireball to ignite. Right, <laughs> exactly. And those those bats, uh, you know, since they can fly, it wasn't like they can. The melee characters can just hack at them all day. You know, right, right, yeah. They're so just they're moving ha- around. They're high a little up. Little bit, even just adding a little twist on a normal encounter like that. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Like they're not like super beefed up, overpowered things. It's just. How are you guys? How are you guys going to kill these guys? The melee characters can't just go up and swing at them. The spellcasters mm-hmm. have no spells left. Like, what are you going right. to do? Yeah, are you just going <laughs> to run? Like, what's going to happen? It's not saying these things are going to kill you. Just like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> In this situation. Uh, and. There, there is a uh, a construct in the Dungeon Master's Guide called the Adventuring Day. I 
don't know anybody who uses that. <laughs> <laughs> what it, does that mean? That That's like sh- telling you how many t- encounters you should have? Or? Yeah, basically. I think it yeah. says something like, oh, you have to have like four or eight or so something encounters per like long rest. And you should take <laughs> two short rests per day. Four like eight per long rest? No, it's like insanely high. I don't know the I exact say, number. Say, so the, the whole problem is that in a normal session... You like make it through a combat, and by the time you're done with a combat, you're already planning your long rest. You know, it's just like a natural tendency because the session has already been two hours. You've just fought this big long fight, even if it's an easy fight. You just fought this big long fight, and you're already planning your rest. It's just like how it goes. Right. It's and- tough to have more than like two encounters before a long rest is already for most parties like <laughs> yeah like we but we got to rest now because i'm <laughs> yeah, at i'm at 20 hp it, right they're yeah. already planning it so and, it, and and then after that it's like it's just like you know an annoyance from the party if the dm's like oh but you wake up again because it's like come on like, you're just like dude <laughs> yeah there's you can't do that every time right yeah it I have found it it's been difficult to manufacture combat when it doesn't make sense. So like it, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the point of it, right? It's yeah. just like it, it's tough to have more that 4 to 8 uh encounters. That's like that would make sense for like maybe a, a dungeon that we ended right. up in. That's the perfect time to use that formula, right? Yeah, it's because like no we one walked no one expects into that there's the castle. Pain. Yeah. Or or the haunted mansion, we could have done that. We didn't. It was very early on. We had a couple. We had a couple engagements in there. We I had think. a couple engagement. There was a. There was a really. I. I. I really like this one with the. Uh, the animated portraits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the with the painting. I wish I had. I was planning on. I just ran out of time with the prep work on that. So it didn't <laughs> that one was tough. Yeah, that, that was a weird fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. So that fight. Uh, basically, I said there is there's eight paintings in total. And there's a, like a, a benevolent force inhabiting one of the paintings, and he could charm one of the players. And the players had to choose which painting they wanted to attack, right? Because they could only attack the, or in order to investigate to see which painting was animated, they had to look at it, which triggered the charm attack, <laughs> which could charm them. So they could just <laughs> choose essentially to close their eyes and then hack at a random painting, and the which is creature. Mostly what we chose to do, right? Mm-hmm. We just kind of guess. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning of the round, I like chose which painting it inhabited. And, um, it was a cool one. It was a cool one. It was a little different, which it is, was, it was an interesting one. Yeah. And this is, um, this kind of also is part of the last, but last point I want to bring up, which we've talked about time and time again, just keep changing things up. Even, even small changes will kind of go a long way in making a combat feel different. Yeah. D and D is very much about improvising. And as a DM, you are the biggest improviser of them all. Yes. Always keep that in mind, and combat is no exception. This does not just mean role playing; it means combat. You are the only one controlling everything, so change it on the fly. Right, and it, that doesn't mean make it more difficult. Even that means like if your players do something, just be free to change because your players don't know what's going on. You know yeah, what's going and, on. And I will don't. say, as the as the DM, you have a, probably an edge in this. Uh, aspect and i always mention in D, try and not make things so straightforward be creative don't just swing every time not every turn has to be i swing i swing i swing i swing this and then we're just right. playing a game of dice yeah exactly <laughs> then you can just do things with the environment do things with the icicles do things with the uh, you are the dms which means you plan the battlefield which means you know every aspect of the battlefield. You know what mud is slippery. You know what trees are weak. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead and knock trees down. Go ahead and burn something that's burnable. Go ahead. Like, yeah. there's an oil slick. Go ahead and burn that thing. Maybe the players didn't think of it, but you did, and they're all standing on it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is not, in my opinion, the DM's job to play the combat optimally. You know, and sometimes if you need to go, I don't know, maybe something, yeah, something happens where now the band, instead of just attacking the the martial characters, now their archers are attacking the spellcasters. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
it doesn't really make much sense if it's like a, a creature with intelligence of one or two to do that kind of thing. But like with normal humans, yeah, they can just randomly change. Like even if it's not, even though, even though you know, man, once we kill the tank, we can just wipe everybody out pretty easily. <laughs> but like, it's just more fun just to change things up. Like, sure, yeah. make make the guy move, take the opportunity attack, because it's going to be way scarier for that uh, that that bard who has only ten hit points to see a guy charging down on him. Hey, don't hit the bard. Don't never hit the bard. Never hit the bard. If you've learned anything from this podcast, everyone, never hit the bard. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I think uh, basically that about covers it, right? That's pretty good. I think I think if you need to take away only one thing, combats will be more interesting if the players have to make more decisions. Right, without spending more rounds. If that makes right. sense. So they have to decide, <laughs> ooh, do I want to try to loosen the rock so it falls on them? Or do I want to cast this spell? Which right. like which spell do I want to cast? Oh, when you're a martial character, uh, is it better for me to go protect this person uh, that's being attacked or stay here and try to kill this person? Do maybe the monster or the, the enemy says something. It's like, oh, do I want to kill this person? Like maybe we need information for them. Right. Uh, yeah, try to... Try to, yeah, without taking any more turns, try to invite more, uh, I don't want to say inter-party discussion, but, you know, try to invite more intrigue into the fight. Yeah, it's always tough mid-fight to consider talking, right? Role-playing in the midst of combat. I don't know whether it counts. It doesn't count as an action, correct? It doesn't count as an action, no. I want to say a voice line, right? Like, (laughs) does that, like, take up my turn? That feels super bad, right? Right. You you want your character to still be able to do stuff, but you also want to make, you know, I I noticed this. I want to shout that I noticed this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Like, let oh. me do that, or, or let me like, come up with a plan that and, and say it out loud while I'm doing stuff, right? Exactly. And that way, maybe, you take up your action. It, it, I think the easiest way to institute a decision when the party, or when the fight's dragging on, make the creatures run away. Because that immediately changes <laughs> the dynamic of the fight into a survival thing, too. Do we let these guys go, or do we... Which is always so interesting to me because, of course, as the party members, you're like, your instant fear is that they're running away. That means they're getting reinforcements. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that, but like it feels like that every encounter. It doesn't matter what's attacking you. It's like if we let one escape, that means fifty are coming our way. I don't know why it feels like that, but it always does. Yeah, it does. The the, the first instinct is yeah, definitely for you guys. It's like no, we can kill. How far are they? One hundred twenty feet. I'll take this as we're gonna kill it. (laughs) It has to be today. It Has to be today. Yeah, I think uh, I think we about covered it. Hell yeah! That's uh, hopefully you can power scale some of your fights and make fights more interesting now. Uh, and I know you know adding HP is just the easy answer, right? But 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 try and get more creative. Or, but but definitely do that as well. Mm-hmm. Adjust just numbers. Yeah, Adjusting it, numbers mid fight, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't feel bad about taking like if there's a really cool CR seven monster for your level four party. Try. Just taking away one of its uh, abilities. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Making cool creatures to show up, right? Even mm-hmm. if they're too high a challenge rating for your monster manual, but then you just dock the health a little bit, and right. you're good to go. You're right in it. Yeah, maybe if your party has a bunch of like casters that use charm effects, like maybe you just subtract their saving, their wisdom saving throw by two or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what are we going to be talking about next week? So. Uh, a very new and exciting set is coming out for Magic, because it's a Magic episode. Woo-hoo! It's going to be our Modern Horizons set review. But wait, wait, don't leave yet. <laughs> it won't be four hours. It won't be promise. four hours, we promise. <laughs> we're changing it up, and uh, we're, we're still kind of working on the structure a little bit. We might do more of like, a, oh, these, these are top five or something. And yeah, but we noticed favorites. we want to talk about these cards, and a lot of in a commander sense, which means we need more time on the cards. Right. Uh, and that's going to mean we're going to, what we're going to do is like cover the set in a general, a super general sense of like, what do we like to see? What we think is like broken from the set and what do we think is underrated from the set? And then we're going to have a separate episode still going over this set and go into then like 
the commanders of the set and, and yeah, etc. Yeah. We're gonna really dive deep, and we'll we'll go over all this again next episode when we inevitably start talking about all this again. Just to right. get that schematic out there multiple ways, because maybe magic players are only listening to magic podcasts. I imagine maybe only D. Yeah, you know who knows? I don't. I don't know. Let us know. Actually, let us know. Um, what are we gonna talk about next time we get to D and D? I think we are going to go into. Uh, we talked about how important a party healer is. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about the cleric. Yeah, so we already have done now the core martial character, right? Well, not the core, but a core martial character. We have now gone through a core spellcaster damage character. We are now going to go through the core healer. This is the right, trifecta. This is the common, you know, trifecta. I think this is the next one we should go into. And I'm also super excited about this one because I... I started looking into them, and I'm like now obsessed. Aren't clerics dope? Like you, <laughs> they you think like, oh, so they're healers, rated. and you're looking at all the subclass. You're just like, this is awesome. I want to play a cleric. Yeah, I, so there is like the again, we talk about subclasses in D and D, and yes, there's that one subclass that all they do is heal. Yeah, screw that. There are so many subclasses, and the cleric is an awesome class. Yeah, it is. That I didn't definitely. realize myself. I never looked into this. I think the one fault, and we'll go over this more during their character creation series, might be their role-playing. It's a little more locked in, should we say? Yeah. They kind of have, like, they're on rails, in other words. You're a cleric, which means you innately have this, like, kabam, you believe in something. Yeah, which which can be, if you're new and not really too sure about role-playing, that can be super helpful. It could be helpful. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, clerics and warlocks too. You're kind of like and warlocks, you're, you're, absolutely. Your role they playing have is tied to yeah, yeah. Which as a as a DM, the well, the clerics not so much because you're dealing with a god, and usually the god is like, I believe in life and truth and justice. So they won't <laughs> you're try to mess do with the whatever. <laughs> but the warlock, we're getting kind of off topic. But like, I've had a lot of fun with our warlock. Be like with him and the which is so funny because I know that another friend of mine who's a DM loves fucking around with his warlock too like he has like this whole he like literally writes like for days on the warlock's backstory yeah. <laughs> like doing it, stuff to him it's just intriguing because basically i think it's because as a dm you feel like you are the patron you're like i'm giving you, you your powers <laughs> your dark lord <laughs> I am the, yeah that's kind of how i feel i was like yeah <laughs> hey you, you made a deal i'm like in my head i'm like ah our player hasn't really done much with this deal. I'm like, yeah, his patron would be pretty upset about that too. <laughs> so I'm uh, like, but I, but I'm, I want so drama I in this party. <laughs> That's right. So I mentioned that uh, you should tell us how you feel about our new setup. Where should they do that at? So you can send us an email uh, at for with bleh, words are hard. You can send us an email <laughs> through our Gmail which is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com or Twitter, which is at dragonpartypod. Hell yeah. So reach out to us. Let us know, uh, you know, about when we get to it, about our new set reviews. I know they are polarizing. They are, I think most of our listens are going to come from those, honestly, because that's Probably. just kind of how podcasts work. So <laughs> maybe you're not listening to this and we'll have to mention it again, <laughs> which we will. <laughs> uh, that's all for now. And all you guys out there listening, party on. Party on. <laughs> <laughs>